One of the questions that we get from people who come to the show new is, do I have to start listening at episode number one, which is pretty daunting considering this is episode 151. Mm -hmm. The answer is no. We try to put these episodes together so that you can pop in at any time and figure out what's going on pretty quickly. But what we've decided to do is that every 100 episodes, starting with episode 150, we're going to do a short little 10-minute introduction of ourselves and the show and what it's about so that people who are new to the show, we can just tell them, oh, go check out episode 150 and get to know us. So they're not like, who the heck are these people? Right. So if you've already listened to episode 150 and you're like, why are you telling me this stuff? I already know it all. Well, sorry. If you haven't and you're a longtime listener of the show, you don't need to. But if you're new, welcome. And thank you for sticking around past episode 150. We're so happy to have you here. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the check engine light in my car. You're grateful for that. Yes, because it's, I'll explain in a second. What are, you, what are you grateful for? My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for my soon-to-be-new phone. I am grateful for the check engine light because it is temperamental, depending on the type of gas that I'm putting in, and it brings me such joy when it disappears. So I don't know. I can't figure out what gas stations cause it to turn on, but I guarantee you that two weeks from now, it'll be off. And it happens three times a year hmm. where it just pops on for two weeks or three weeks. Interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel <laughs> like I may have hacked resolutions and I am about to be 34 and I cannot believe that I have just now started tackling resolutions this way. You mean, what do you mean hacked them? Like found a way to get ensure their success? Yeah. So what I've done is I set a bunch of resolutions in January. And then I um, have spent two weeks tackling my first one, but only tackling the first one. Okay. So you're doing it like a checklist. Kind of. Cause here's the thing. What, I, what was the first one on your list? Can I ask? Wait, okay. just like weight and food and getting my eating under control because December, like literally the month of December, I think all I ate was fudge. But for like a whole month. But that's the, that's what everybody does. Yeah. For December. So right. yeah. Yeah. I think you're too hard on yourself for that. You shouldn't be. Um, I'm not hard on myself. I just don't. I just felt gross. I just felt bad. So I was like, okay, I'm starting the new year. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to feel tired all the time. I want to feel like my best self. So food was number one. I spent two weeks at Weight Watchers, got the meals down, got the points down. And now I feel like, okay, I kind of got the hang of this. So I'm not introducing 85 things at once. I'm taking one at a time getting used to it, getting used to the water. And now I feel like I've done that. So last night taking, it took my first yoga class. So I'm getting back into working out as of this week. So I've had two, two weeks of getting used to the food. Now I'm going to get used to the working out with the food. 
All right. And is this your hack, like to do it as baby steps? Yeah. My, it is uh, okay. to get used to one resolution before you introduce another. Well, that was when we were talking last year about October Lucians. That was one of my big things about making New Year's resolutions because there's so much pressure to do so much on January 1st, which is such a hectic time of year. So it really should be about December 31st. Like by December 31st, you've had a whole year to, to introduce and find new habits. Right. So your resolution, you're technically may, except if you're like me, then you just, you wait until December 15th. Yeah. Like I've got a whole year. I have a hack, like a, a life hack or whatever that is still coming from your pocket podcast a couple of weeks ago. Okay. You talked about the, the cleaning of the like grime that was around the sink mm -hmm. that was, was just bugging you enough that you thought about it every day. Yeah. But it wasn't bugging you so much that you. It was not a top five priority. Right. But I think you're onto something. Like if you have stress in your life, it's going to come from a bunch of different places, right? So there's major stress. There's health-related stress. There's job-related stress. There's money-related stress. Those are all those are all majors, right? Right. But then I think that we need to explore what I have deemed micro anxieties. Like tiny little things like the grime around the sink that just on a scale of one to a hundred, just register maybe a two on the anxiety level. But if you have 10 things that register a two, that's 20 points of anxiety. Right. So all those tiny little things could be one big thing if you just right. tackle them all. So I have been like handling this like a champ since I heard your pocket podcast. So what did you do, take care of this week? Just random little things. Like, like my bathroom sink is so cluttered and covered with stuff because uh, I had a cold last month. So I had the Dayquil out and I took Dayquil and that was sitting on the counter, but I never put it away. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever, like I have my old contact lenses, my, my prescription changed. So I have about a dozen pairs of old daily wear contact lenses in one drawer that I just need to throw out and wipe the drawer out and then put all my new contacts that have just come in. Mm -hmm. Like I tackled that because every day when I go get my contacts, like, oh, like, I need to do that. Oh, I need to do that, but I don't have time right now. But if you make time and handle those micro anxieties, they add up. They totally add up. It's a good thing. It's a brilliant thing. So anyways, that's my hack the micro anxieties that I stole right from Callie now, and something. Can I, sorry, can I say something else that I've done that I'm really proud of? Yeah. I have a terrible habit of going into my email and if there's something in there that will take a, I'll call it a moderate amount of time. If there's something that I can respond to and be done with in one minute, mm -hmm. I handle it. If there's something that's like a project like I'll print the email out and it goes on my to-do list and it's something that gets done. But if there's something in there that's like a five or 10 minute task, mm -hmm. I save it in my email to do it quote later. Ugh. So I had an email full of all these five or 10 minute things, like answers I needed to look up, all this random stuff. And so those were all micro anxieties to me. Yeah. So I took care of a bunch of those. Good job. Thanks.
I have realized lately that I don't really have work friends. I mean, I have a couple of friends at work, but I don't hang out with my coworkers outside of work. I don't really make an effort to hang out with them outside of work, but I don't know that I really care to like to me when you mix work with personal, that's where drama comes in and you know what I mean? And I just, I don't feel guilty about not having work friends, but I'm like, does that make me weird? No, it doesn't make you weird. You have, you have to take into account the, the hours that you work because you're used to having a nine to five job, right? Mm -hmm. So when you worked, uh, in a regular office, what were your were your jobs when you worked up 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 north? Uh, like ten to six or something. Ten to six thirty. Yeah. Ten to six thirty. So it's six thirty. If there's somebody else in the office who was like, "Hey, want to go grab dinner and hang out and have a glass of wine and wait for traffic to die down before we head home," you could be like, "Yeah." But I didn't do that either. You didn't. Ha- you had friends at your other job. I had coworkers that I was closer with than others, but we didn't hang out in real life. You didn't? No. I thought you did. Nope. But I'm fine with it. What, I about, just, what about that guy? What's his name? Sterling? Yes. Yeah, we were Yeah, we were kind of friends, but like... What about Phyllis? They're my text. I mean, they're friends, but they're not... We don't see each other outside of the workplace. Oh. Outside of work stuff. So I don't know if that's really weird or not, but I feel like everyone's like, oh yeah, this is my best friend. We met at work. And I started thinking the other day, I'm like, I... Don't really. I mean, I had, I, a, I had a best friend at work. It ended horribly. Oh, well, we all know how that ended. Um, so maybe <laughs> now I have a podcast. So, woo-hoo. <laughs> so I don't know. Is there something to, but you found working well, Jeff, when he was working his last job, got super in with the friend thing. And I think had regrets about making I wanted everybody. That was my thing. It's like, I wasn't good. But you wouldn't redo that again. Jeff wanted everyone to like him and he wanted to make friends. And then he kind of realized, I think that you can't be someone's boss and also their friend. That gets tricky. Correct. Yes. So I'm not anyone's boss. I just feel like, I don't know. Do I, I don't know. Is that weird that I don't have friends at work that I hang out with on the weekends and my weirdo? I know I I'm going to give you a pass because your job hours. But that doesn't have anything to do with anything because there's a bunch of people at work with me. It's not like I'm completely alone. I know, but like, who's going to go party at 1130 AM? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just, um, I, I feel like everyone around me has really good work friends that hang out outside of work. And I, I like my coworkers and I think they're awesome, but I guess I just feel like I never want to get too personally involved because then it becomes personal and not work. And I just work drama is not a thing that, do you know, am I, I don't know. I feel like I'm not even making sense. But. No, you're making sense. I just think you're in your own head about it. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think you have other friends. You're likable. People like you. Our dogs, Lily and Sadie like you. And does anybody else really matter besides me, Lily and Sadie? Well, there you go. Uh, the movie Frozen 2, I never thought I would be saying this, but the movie- Have you seen the movie Frozen 2? No, but I saw like a little clip of a scene from Frozen 2 where, and I don't even, I've never even seen Frozen 1, right? But there is a scene in there that generated a quote that I thought was amazing. Okay. Now, did you go watch the clip? 
I watched the clip. It was like a YouTube thing or whatever. It was mm-hmm. from, from a trailer. And I, I think it was the princess. Is her name Anna or Anna? Couldn't tell you. Did you ever see Frozen? No. Oh, okay. You don't watch movies and you definitely don't watch cartoon movies. And you're who I spend 98% of my time with. So yeah. If okay. you haven't seen it, I probably haven't either. So uh, she was singing about like she was having like obviously just ba- based on context things weren't going well for Anna or Anna whatever her name is I think it's Anna whatever and things weren't going well and she said that it is all that I can do is the next right thing oh I love that I have heard that so I've never heard that before so when you're so basically what she's what what she's singing about is when Things are really, really like dark. And when you're in a tough spot, just do the next right thing and trust that that will somehow guide you out of it. And so I typed up her whole, the whole thing that she sang. Then she goes, I won't look too far ahead. It's too much for me to take. What? This is a cartoon. I'm telling you, you need to revisit your hatred of cartoons. This is an adult life lesson. Like when you are going through it, like when you are in a the dark spot, don't try to see the path, the light at the end of the path. Just try to see the next step because that's how you get out of it. Well, I think what that's saying, and granted, I haven't seen the movie either, but there's a difference in taking the next step and doing the right thing. What do you mean? Like there, the next right thing doesn't necessarily mean the next step, does it? Yeah, I think that's what the whole theme of it is like then just take one step at it to do the next right thing. Don't worry about whatever it is. So if you're going through whatever, whatever you're facing in life, this is what I took out of it. Whatever you're facing in life, a a terrible medical diagnosis, right? Like don't freeze up and stop moving, right? Don't lock yourself down and don't try to move too far ahead and get to the point where you're cured and everything's fine or the the horrible alternative is is what happens don't get don't go there just go one step just do the next right thing i think there's also something to be said for situations that aren't even like that but what i'm thinking right now and i don't know why i'm thinking so much of your last job but about the series of things that we went through after you got fired And it was, there was seriously one thing that happened. Then it was like another thing happened. Then another thing happened. Then another thing happened. And we had a series of decisions to make every single day. We had a new decision to make about how we and Jeff was going to react to all of that. Yeah. So I think part of the doing the next right thing, I mean, we had no way of knowing what would unfold in that situation, but we did make a small series of this is the right decision, period, put it to bed. Yes. This is the right decision, period, put it to bed. And I think sometimes that right decision involves keeping your mouth shut. Yes. You know, and sometimes that sometimes is the next next right right decision. So even if it's not something as big as healthcare or whatever, and you're feeling really gross about something, you know, how you just feel Uh ick which we have totally been there. And there were tons of these decisions last May with Jeff's job where you just focus on what's going on and maybe it's a non-response and just doing the next right thing and being the bigger person. And then 
letting it go. I'm going to let it go. Uh, let it go. Huh? The rest of the quote is, uh, but break it down to this next breath, this next step, this next choice is one that I can make. And this is a card. This is for the kids. I, w- I honestly want to watch Frozen and Frozen 2 now. Should we watch it? For the lessons. Like, I'm like, this is Princess Anna telling kids. Or Anna, whoever, it's the princess, right? <laughs> and she's telling kids that when your back is against the wall, you do not need to give up the fight. You just need to take one tiny step forward. I feel like those are better Disney lessons than we got when we were kids. Yeah. What did I get? Be home at midnight or your pumpkin turned, your carriage turned back into a pumpkin. <laughs> like, don't go near the woman who has all the dogs. Cruella DeVille, terrible. Like, those are mine. <laughs> were there lessons in those two that we totally missed? I bet there were. Should we go? Do we need to go back and rewatch Disney movies? Put it, just put a Google on it life lessons in Disney movies. Yeah. <laughs> Deep. I'm going to be watching. You're going to come home one day. I'm going to be on the couch crying watching Frozen. And you can leave me. That's fine. If taking care of your mental health is something that has been on your list for a while, but you don't know where to start, BetterHelp might be a great option for you. Now, they have licensed professional counselors, like over 3,000, okay, that specializes in everything from depression, stress, anxiety, relationship, grief, self-esteem, anything like that. And you can do it all without even having to leave your house. You can do it on FaceTime. You will have access to them through text message. And that is a great way to start seeing a licensed professional counselor if you have no idea where to start. They are giving you 10% off your first month when you use the discount code UPSIDE. So what do you have to lose? Go to betterhelp.com slash UPSIDE and get 10% off your first month when you use the discount code UPSIDE. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting your life on hold. Much like uh, what Callie was just talking about, you do Skillshare classes in the comfort of your own house on your own schedule. You can even put your category in and pick classes whose length works with your schedule. All you have to do is go to Skillshare.com slash upside and claim your two free months of premium membership. And then you've got access to thousands of courses in everything that you would want to know about, whether it's productivity, whether it's painting watercolors, whether it's choosing the right font for design, photography, anything, fellow creatives are helping you with thousands of courses to choose from. Go to Skillshare.com upside and get two months free of premium memberships. We have a winner for the Brown and Company giveaway last week. It was a $500 credit to Brown and Company to spend, well, whatever you want. You can buy whatever you want. And that is going to Philip Stone. Congratulations, Philip. And this isn't our last $500 Brown and Company jewelry gift certificate. How many more do we have? I believe we have two more. Do we? Yeah. So I think those we'll save for a week or two and then use those leading up to Valentine's Day. Because somebody's going to need that and somebody's going to get major brownie points for that one. Speaking of Valentine's Day, if you haven't gotten tickets to what's going to be the funniest Valentine's night on the planet. I promise you need to grab those today. 
uh, I don't want you to get stuck behind a sold out sign. So get your tickets. The easiest way to do it is go to callieandjeff.com slash comedy or just text us the word jokes to 800-434-5454 and you'll get links to the shows right back. But we've got shows on the 14th and the 15th and it's a great hint to drop for somebody for a Valentine's Day gift for you. Or if you're single, make it like a single night out. But like two of the people on the bill, Jared and Lace, are married. Mm-hmm. So it's all about, it's, it's called romantic comedy. So it's all about relationships. So you'll have a great time. All right. We talk a lot about gratitude on The Upside. We spend most of our time trying to spin stuff into gratitude. And I saw something that I, a new angle, a new reason to practice gratitude that makes perfect sense, but I had never seen it before, never thought of it before. Okay. Gratitude, this is according to Psychology Today, gratitude will help boost your self-esteem. Because when you live a life in gratitude and when you are thankful, you are more likely to appreciate your positive life experiences rather than focus on the negative ones. And you are less likely to compare yourself to others which will help you appreciate the accomplishments of others and yourself. That makes total sense. Complete sense. I wouldn't have thought of that before. I, Yeah, I would not have put two and two together with those before, but I don't think I am the right candidate for that. I did so much work on my self-esteem way before I started gratitude, so... I would not be a good case study for if gratitude. Because you feel like your self-esteem was in a good place before. Yes. But this would just enhance it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's, it's interesting about this is do you, everybody has had that person in your life, in their life, where no matter what the life experience is and no matter how positive it is, the person always has something negative. Yes. Always has something negative. Have you found in the past couple of years since doing the whole gratitude thing that you just start to ignore those people? Like you don't even acknowledge their negativity if they're still in your life. Yeah. Like you just act like you didn't hear it. Yes. Like I change the subject. Yes. I have a friend who is. And I don't think he listens to the show, but if he does, I would make fun of him to his face for it. I think he knows he does this, but no matter what, when you see him, his like go-to line or go-to joke or go-to whatever is to give you crap about how long it's been and, hey, you never come around anymore and like, oh, you only come around when you need stuff and it's, it is exhausting. Right. Like you can never just run into him at the ice cream machine at Jason's Deli and be like, hey, buddy, what's going on? That's oh. where you're going to run into someone? <laughs> yeah. I'd use that because that's where I hang out the most. Is but, it? Yes. But if I'm at Jason's Deli, that's where you'll find me at the ice cream machine. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how much, no matter, like, it's sometimes it's just cool to run into somebody and have everybody be happy to see each other. Yes. I know someone like that, that every time I run into the, the person, I'm like, hey, how have you been? Oh, well, you know, and I've known this person for years and I don't think I've ever heard them once say things are great. Oh, everything's great. You know, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Maybe everything's just always horrible, but 
Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's mathematically impossible for things to always be horrible. So anyways, just another reason for you to do gratitude is uh, it will boost your self-esteem. We've been talking about that we've been doing Weight Watchers. Well, I most more so have been doing it very strictly. And Jeff is like, I started this weekend. Thank you very much. And we next on our list, our Beagle Sadie is overweight. And it, it here's the thing. Overweight animals, they can get all sorts of health problems. It's not good. And she is slowing down, I think, because of her weight. I don't know if you saw it yesterday morning. or Which heard. I don't even understand, by the way, because since we've had our house, she's been, she has a yard. So she's always in the yard and stuff like that. Um, and we also think that she was maybe under eating when we lived at our apartment because she hated our apartment. It She 100% was because... We would t- we would go on for a couple things. One, I think we're underestimating the nightly walks. Like she goes in the yard, but she usually runs to the back of the yard with Lily to chase all the squirrels out. Mm-hmm. And then she comes up to the front of the backyard and finds a stick and lies down and chews on it. And that's the extent. <laughs> like she doesn't have, she's not running laps. Like She's when, a beagle. Yeah. Beagles are not known for their stealth running habits. <laughs> right. So they're more of a, a a chunky gallop. And and so when we lived in the apartment, she would we would go downstairs every night and then unless it was bitterly cold or raining, I mean, it was probably a 2-mile loop that I would take them on. And even if you and I went, it was probably Two-thirds of a mile at least, even the shorter walks that we did. I'm also not sure they got as many snacks as maybe that you give them now. That It could be the snacks, but Lily's not gaining weight. Yeah, but Lily runs around in the yard like a maniac. So I think, um, yeah, so yesterday morning I was, Callie had gotten up, and I think you were in the shower about to get in the shower, and I was lying in bed scrolling through my phone and Sadie tried to jump up on the bed and didn't make it. Oh. And so, I mean, it was like a sack of potatoes hitting the ground. Oh, poor thunk. Sadie. And but that, I just feel like that's not fair to her. It's not. So I think what's going to have to happen is Sadie is going to have to go on nightly walks. With? Us. <laughs> like one of us is going to have to, or both of us, but it'll, I'm guessing it'll probably end up being me. But like, I think I'm going to have to take Sadie on a walk every night just to get back into the habit that we had when we lived. Just so she can get a little more exercise because mm-hmm. she's chewing on sticks, laying down instead of running in our beautiful yard. Right. Because even if you go out there, she's a beagle. So even if you go out there with a tennis ball. Uh, she'll just l- stare at you. She'll get it once and bring it halfway back and then lie down. It's just what she does. It's just it's her. It's Beagle. Yeah. It's the Beagle life. If you own a Beagle, you know they are. Well, that's why Jeff always says this. That's why they lab test on Beagles. Because you can do anything Because you, you can want do to anything a to a Beagle. They're so lazy and they're the sweetest dogs ever. Um, but just a little. little not, se- very, a little, not very animated. A little sedentary. All right. The bed that Sadie was trying to jump up on 
is our new Spartan mattress from Brooklyn Bedding. How about that segue into that was our impressive. advertiser? Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> you know this. When it comes to building a better mattress, Brooklyn Bedding owns it. Every sleep solution is American-made in their state-of-the-own factory in Phoenix, where they custom-craft a mattress just for you. Two brothers, John and Rob Merwin, started 25 years ago as master craftsmen, learning everything there is to know about building a quality mattress. Now, the Spartan by Brooklyn Bedding is what we're sleeping on. It's got individually encased coils, proprietary comfort foams, a smart fabric comfort cover, and what makes it so advanced, it actually absorbs our body heat and then transforms that into far infrared rays of energy, gives you a more restorative sleep. I don't know how the science works. I just know that it works. It is so comfortable. And there is one with your name on it at 25% off. All you got to do is go to brooklynbedding.com and use the promo code UPSIDE. It's brooklynbedding.com. The promo code is UPSIDE for 25% off your order. Mattresses start at just $4.99. All right, I have to make a confession that every night, Callie, after you go to bed and I get the show all buttoned up and put away and everything's locked down and I wipe the kitchen counters down, the last thing I do before I come into the bedroom every night is I go to dailymail.com and I see what the latest is with Harry and, and Megan and their decision to leave the royal family. Now, why are you so into this? I go down these rabbit holes, these wormholes, whatever they're called, of, okay, so, the and you, I know you're a fan of the royal family and you- I am. Okay, so you probably know all I this. just find them fascinating. Yes. Okay, so Megan and Harry have, if, if you've been not paying any attention to the world, Megan and Harry have decided that they want to leave the royal family. They want to make their own money. They want to live their own life and they don't want to- to be under the, the spotlight that comes with being part of the royal family. So essentially, they quit their jobs as royals. So they're still Charles's son and the queen's grandson and his wife, right? So they're still mm -hmm. in the family, but they quit their jobs as royals, which mm -hmm. is fascinating because being a royal is a job. Yes. Like you make appearances, you give speeches, you head up charities. Mm -hmm. It's a job. So they've quit. And, and so there's this big negotiation going on for the past couple of weeks. And last night, what I spent all my time doing is figuring out what the duchy thing is. Do you know what the duchy thing I is? I do. See, I'm just learning this. The duchy of Cornwall is what Prince Charles owns and he makes money off it, and then he gives some of that money to each of his children and his grandchildren and whatnot. Do you know what the Duchy of Cornwall is? What? It's land. Why are you so fast? You're, why are you staring at me like this? Nothing. I'm oh. just li I'm listening. Okay. The Duchy of Cornwall is basically land, and because it's owned by Charles, all the money that passes through that land is actually his earnings. Mm -hmm. And that's how he gets paid as a member of the royal family. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Royal life is always, is always really fascinating. I follow a bunch of royal accounts on Instagram and it's always interesting to see different commentary and yeah, it's just fascinating because it is so um, not even 
close to the life that I lead, which is what we all find fascinating and which is what makes reality TV great. So that's why I think we're all so drawn into it because it's unlike anything we've ever seen. I didn't even think of that. Do you think they'll do a reality TV show? No. Um, becoming acclimated to civilian life? No. Would you watch it if they did? Totally. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. I don't know if this will make you sad, Callie, or if it will make you happy, but I am flying up to New York this week, you know this, to see my dad, Mm -hmm. and the weather this weekend started to turn, and it's wet, heavy snow, and his neighbor Tom was over shoveling the driveway, and you, if it sticks around, there's probably going to be good snow there while you're not there. Are you okay missing it? Or are you sad? Well, I I go back and forth on it because part of me has like no interest in being that cold. I enjoy it. I I like to look at it, but in terms of actually living Syracuse cold weather, like I feel like I'm good. Even if it's just for like three days? Yeah. That's the perfect length of winter in my book. Three days. And you've got all the boots. I do have the boots. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Megan from Auburn. I was just listening to the show, your bonus show, where we're doing the questions and everything, and you are speaking to my reality TV heart right now. I am totally the, like, prison junkie, the, like, 60 days in and everything. I've watched every episode of that. I'm TLC. That's all me. But my husband always thinks that it's so funny that I watch those shows because it's always like the plotting of murders and then the 60 days in, like, obviously how to survive in jail. So he's thinking that I'm planning his murder, basically, and that I'm just learning how I'm supposed to survive in jail once I get caught. We have a river behind our house, so he always tells everybody, like, hey, um, if you don't find me for a while, check down there. That that really makes me sound really weird and messed up. Totally not. I promise I'm equally as enthused as you are with it. So can't wait to um, listen to more of y'all. Bye. If you have an Apple Watch, you can have a world-class personal trainer right there on your wrist with you. There is something called Future. It is an app that works with your Apple Watch, and it helps you take your personal trainer with you wherever you go. This trainer, your coach, will check in with you every single day to keep you on track, They will send you text messages, they will suggest adjustments to your routine, and they follow all of your progress on your Apple Watch. Now, if you don't have an Apple Watch, no big deal, because when you sign up to train with Future, they will send you one if you need it. So sign up for Future today. Go to future.com slash upside, get half off your first month. Don't overpay for a trainer. Get the workouts you need to meet all your fitness goals and have your trainer with you wherever you go using this new app called Future. Future.com slash upside. Hey, Kelly and Jess, this is Kimberly. Um, I just wanted to call, and I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but I love how at the end of everybody leaving voicemails, you guys, Everybody says, I love you. Like, how awesome is that? And I love you guys, too. So when I end my message, I'm about to say I love you. But I just, I, it warms my heart um, listening to you guys every day and also hearing the voicemails about how many other people love you, too. So I love you guys. Keep up the good work. And thanks for being my best friend. Bye. 
Callie and Jeff. It's your friend Carla again. I'm just checking in on the post-holiday weight loss struggle. I stepped on the scale and was super unhappy with what the situation was. But um, listening to you guys, hopping on the Weight Watchers wagon, I'm actually going to give that um, a try myself. So good luck, guys. It's not easy, but thanks for sharing. Hey, guys. I'm listening to today's episode, and you're talking about that five steps to the perfect nap. And the minute you said to wake up with an alarm that's not jarring, I thought I would give you guys this little tidbit of information. For anyone who has an iPhone, if you use the bedtime option in your timer app, there's an option that literally says bedtime, and they have much more pleasant alarm sounds. They're, they start slowly, there's like birds chirping, and I don't know if that's common knowledge, but when I discovered it, it changed my waking up in the morning tremendously. So just a little tidbit of information for anyone looking to not have a heart attack every single morning they wake up um, or nap. Okay, bye guys. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Monica. I just I had to pause the show this morning and just give you guys a little bit of feedback here to say that that survey and the response you got from Talia, it just goes to show exactly how well you two communicate what you want, what you envision, and, and where you want this to go. And I think you guys have done such a great job of that, and I think that we are all on board with that. So, Kudos to you guys for being such great communicators and keep it up. All right, have a great day. Here we go, baby! And it's time to get up because we are 